It's our bella life, ayy, doing what we like. Uh, talking sex and giving plenty dating advice. Yeah, yeah. Tell your friends if they wanna tune in tonight. This is our bella life, ayy, our bella life. Woo. Hey, what is going on, everybody? We are back. Uh, <laughs> podcast number 21. Both of us actually sound, I think, like normal human beings. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you sound <laughs> sick. It's uh, Friday, January 25th. If you are one of our patrons, you're listening to this early. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on one of our podcast platforms, such as Spotify or Apple Music, it is probably Monday the 28th for you. If you're in our $1 tier, then it's early. On Patreon. Yeah. Well, what is Patreon? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Today's podcast brought to you, as always, by the lovely Miss Bricey. And you. Well, and me, I Can't guess. Can't do it without you. Yeah. Over at uh, patreon.com forward slash Bricey, where you too can get your very own Bricey. I'll just throw it right up top here. And for those listening that don't know what the heck we're talking about, uh, what is Patreon? Patreon is a sort of crowdfunding fan support type thing for creators that make a lot of free content, such as our podcast or YouTube. It's a way for you guys to show us your support and keep the lights on and keep us filming. But you also get rewards for doing so. Um, there's lots of sexy stuff going on in there because we're adult entertainers. <laughs> and that's just what we do. <laughs> we're we're do-it-yourself adult entertainers. We don't work in the traditional industry uh out of California, <clears throat> uh, we're Canadian, and we basically do it all at home. Yes, our Patreon is uh, just Playboy level, though, so don't worry about if you're yeah, if not you're looking into the intense. If you're stuff. looking for the harder <laughs> stuff, that's on our website that uh, we won't mention just yet. Maybe later, we'll, we'll leave you hanging. So that's uh, kind of what the whole podcast is about. Yeah this this podcast is all about our ten year challenge. Well. It's challenge? been a challenge. I guess has, so. has it not been a challenge? <laughs> yeah, everybody's doing this 10-year challenge. I don't know why people picked like this year to do 10 years, but it works well for yeah, us. Why did why wasn't it going on last year? <laughs> I don't know. That's um, sort of strange. But this year is the 10-year anniversary of our website being a membership website. Bricey.com. Yeah, I was thinking about that. It's, it hasn't been 10 years. It's been 10 years since it's been a membership site because I had been blogging on it for years before then. Yeah, but it, you weren't posting, like, good stuff. You were just, you know. <laughs> it was a blog. I, I'm, just, it was, I'm insinuating her, <laughs> her blog sucked or something. Well, it, it was all right, you know. No, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, we started January 26th, 2009, and it's been, yeah, it's been nuts. It has been crazy, been. and we're going to tell you all the behind-the-scenes stuff. We're going to answer a couple of questions this podcast as well. Before we get into our 10-year challenge, uh, so let's see. If you're somewhat new here or if you have been listening, we're doing today's podcast on a brand new soundboard. So it might sound a little bit different, might sound a little bright. Uh, we're still tweaking settings. And we're also filming for our YouTube channel and we're using a completely new camera for this. So not sure how it's going to look. Hopefully it's sort of in focus. I think it was podcast 19 or 18 that looked like we had a potato can. <laughs> it's so bad. So this uh, this is being filmed on a Fuji X-T3 with a, I can't remember, 23 millimeter uh, X mount lens. Yeah, we uh, we bought the new Fuji X-T3 for filming for our website and Patreon. Unfortunately, uh, it can also work for podcasts. The videos we're going to be using uh, this for in our website will be 4K 60 frames per second. So that's not bad. Yes. Uh, so let's see, what, what's been new with you for the past? Like, <laughs> let's see, our last podcast, I think, was January 7th or 8th. 
and it's now the uh, 25th. I don't know if you can like zoom in. No, why would you zoom in? But it's uh, <laughs> January 25th at 2.45 p.m. in Western Canada. But what, uh, what have you been doing for the last like three weeks? You've been a bum or something? Yeah, kind of, really. I've been sick as, you know, the rest of the world as well. Everybody's been sick. Yeah, it's been fun. But I've been sleeping a lot. Same with you. And yeah. when I'm not sleeping, I sound like a frog. <laughs> so we couldn't podcast. I had these fantastic bags under my eyes, so I couldn't film. It was just a lot of sit and wait. What what happened? If you, I don't know if uh, how many of you out there are over on our website, ourbellalife.com. That's our free fan site where we put our it's YouTube like our videos. Uh, we also put Patreon content there. So like it's, it's pretty popping site. But I wrote an article the other day about how we've been sick and how it was just... It was crap because like I got sick and then I was, <laughs> I was sick for, I don't know, Ugh. a good 10 days. And B's like, I'm not going to get sick. I'm not yeah. Gonna. I was very convinced. And all of a sudden one day, just before going to bed, she's like, come here, give me a kiss. And I was just like, but where? And she kisses me. Next day she woke up. Totally screwed. I don't think though that that was the undoing because I had been having trouble breathing for the past few days before that. Yeah. I think it was coming on and I just <clears throat> pushed it over the edge. Well, you, Maybe. you pushed it over the edge, yeah, really. I suppose. She couldn't keep away from this beard, guys. If you don't have a beard, to can. shout out to beards, you should grow a beard. <laughs> this podcast brought Sponsored to you by Sponsored by beards. <laughs> beards. Getting you laid since always. <laughs> uh, unless you have one of those like hipster stashes and then no. Anyways, that's all other thing. Uh, so not let's your see style. Not, not my style. I mean, it's okay if it's somebody else's. So that's we cool. haven't been really doing much. We started this year with a, yeah, we're going to be on YouTube all the time. <laughs> We're going to be doing all this stuff. Hey, guys, we're going to be very busy. And it's very difficult. And we haven't done when shit. You, it's been like, <laughs> our sickness has been we wake up and within like, I don't know, 20 minutes, we're ready for a nap. That's so lame. When you're and sick. And if we don't nap, we just can't think about anything. So, yeah, we haven't you know, been getting much done. You know when you're sick and you wake up and you're like, I feel really good today. I think this is the day. <laughs> and then you do something. You're like, I'm going to run an errand. I have energy. And you do it. And you you park your car. And you're like walking across the parking lot to go into the store. And you're not even fucking 20% of the way. And you're like, ah, this, this was a mistake. <laughs> this but your cement looks so, good for an app. So you have to go and do it. So yeah. yeah, I My sickness went on for probably two weeks longer than it should have. Because B was telling me, dude, stay home. You're sick. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. I could totally do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't. So yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So let's see. That's pretty much what has been new with us. Uh, we just last podcast we celebrated two hundred thousand subs. So right around January seventh on, on a YouTube channel, we hit uh, two hundred thousand subscribers, which is pretty mind blowing. But you know, guys want to see me lingerie. I get it. <laughs> and now we're at two hundred forty three or two hundred forty four thousand subs, which is just fucking mind-blowing to me but i mean I it's almost like whatever you guys been posting 244,479 subs right now and it's largely because you like watching me shake my <laughs> i've been doing weekly um outfit try-ons yeah i was it's, gonna say lingerie but i did so some leggings awesome. um and yeah apparently people enjoy it so it's been kind of trying to find the you know balance line of staying 
YouTube safe and like you never yeah. know <laughs> what the rule is. We've seen so many people get cut off because of whatever reason like or something suspended or their Instagram shut down. <laughs> you never know what the rules are because that's not really clear. You'll see one channel get away with something. You'll do the same thing. No. So you know, yeah. not, not bitching. It's just we don't know what the rules are. So we were trying to be nice. Yeah. It's funny. Have you have you guys uh, listening to this podcast? I'm not sure if you're on YouTube or not. So let's go with the assumption that you're not on YouTube right now. Have you ever gone to any YouTube and just for shits and giggles read the comments? Ugh. One of the things that YouTube is known for is for being the cesspool of the internet when it comes to comments. <laughs> and it's largely because I think, yeah, actually, I, I was going to say something, but it's probably shitty. So I won't. I, I think it's because it's just there's a lot of people that maybe use YouTube as their entertainment you know where they where they live perhaps they're they don't have uh cable. yeah see i'm just digging a deeper hole <laughs> i'm like just, where are we there's, going there's with no this? way to be nice about this <laughs> we we have a lot of people from countries that don't speak english in our youtube and that's great we welcome everybody we're very happy we use google translate to uh you know like highlight and click a button and it tells us what they're saying and you know because it's a translated there's some broken english in there and it's kind of weird but it's uh <clears throat> it's been interesting watching the comments when B does a try on video because you'll see comments like, please show your vagina. And it's like, what the fuck? This is YouTube. Are you new here? You can't do that. Wait, can we do that? Yeah. I don't think we can do that. So it's, I don't know, just check out the YouTube comments sometimes if you want to get a laugh. But it's been uh, 10 years of absolute Insanity. Crazy. Insanity. I, if, at the beginning of 10 years, if you would have told me everything that happened, I would be like, no. All I right. So let's, you. let's try this a little bit, uh, different, sort of like an interview style. So, um, what, what made you take us back to January, 2009. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I had to do math and, uh, tell us what was in your head. Like, why did you start Bricey.com? Why, what was, were you like, what was the goal? What was the game? Well, plan? we were already working an adult. We were working with other girls um they were sending us content and we were building websites much like we currently do for the bell pass network um actually exactly like we do <laughs> um dun, 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 dun. but uh <laughs> yeah i was watching this and honestly some of the girls were extremely lazy and uh it it bothered me because both you and i have so much passion about what we do it's really difficult to partner with somebody that doesn't have as much passion as us. Yeah. So, uh, no, I was just like, okay, well, it looks fun. So why don't we grab a camera and snap off some photos and see where it goes from there. And like I said, I'd already been running my block for a year or two. Um, and you know, I, people had already known of me because of my blog and because we were vocal on forums and stuff like that, like adult type. Yeah, we'd been, we'd been running this other network for the better part of two years and it was relatively popular. We had people joining all the time. We had other companies coming to us wanting to buy the network from us because mm -hmm. they liked what we were doing. Yeah. So then it was just sort of like, I've always grown up with a, well, why can't I do that kind of thing? So we did that just for fun. We started it for pizza money. Honestly, we're like, you know what? If we can make some money to buy a pizza a month, awesome. <laughs> the rest of it is just for fun. Now, my background, before I met Brycey, like we met in 2006, but before I met her, I'd been working in adults since 97. 
and I had worked with other females before. Nothing like relationship based. The word just girls, female sounds girls I know. so sterical. So what? Sterical. Sterical. Sterilized. Yep. Apparently, I'm not. <laughs> not one hundred percent. I was like hysterical. Is that what we're going for? It's a funny word. Um, okay, so other other models, other women, and that ranged from softcore. Actually, no, it was all pretty much softcore stuff for webcam shows. And I had made a lot of money in adults, and I'd seen other people, other webmasters I knew, other models I knew, making really good money. And we were doing pretty good with our old network, but we were, of course, partnered up with all these other girls. And each girl gets their percentage, we get our percentage, but then we're also paying all the bills. So we're actually making a lot less than they were. And that would be great if we're all working, but you would get somebody that would send in content at the first of the month and then disappear for three months. And of course their members would blame us because they'd be like, what mm -hmm. the fuck you're terrible webmasters. And it's like, yeah, okay. Because that's just, I don't know how it went. Yeah. And yeah, it got old. So um, I still so, remember when yeah. you came to me, I was like, I think I'm going to start my own website. So what we did is we sold off our other network to one of the people that were interested. We started completely fresh with just Bricey.com. And then um, I think like a month, no, we started January 26th, and then in March, we started a second site with a friend of ours, and Bella Pass Network was born. So what, uh, I, don't, I don't know, there's so many questions, but I'm not sure exactly, like, I want to do them in order. When, would it, did you have any expectations, like, outside of um, financial, like, you, you said you went into it with no real, you know, financial expectation. You were like, if I make pizza money, that's awesome. But were you... Like, was there anything else you were kind of... I wasn't expecting anything. Everything we did and comments we got was always surprising to me. Like, it was all so positive. And, like, I've never had the most amazing self-confidence as far as, like, my looks or anything like that. So it was just really interesting to see, like, all of these people talking to us about us. And it was just, you know, you... Because we were literally just the people next door you know we're just like your neighbors and <laughs> then we put some photos online and it just blew up it was crazy have have you always been crazy outgoing like this um <laughs> I, I know this answer but some of you don't so. i would i would call myself an introvert oh yes but at the same time you know i don't really care about what society deems acceptable or not acceptable as far you know stuff like that yeah so that's why i've always been like yeah i'm gonna do me and i'm fine with doing me i don't care what you think about me because you're not me <laughs> guys guys listening you would be surprised how many times or well maybe you wouldn't be surprised i don't know i get told or i'm pretty much the one that's blamed for getting be online it's uh i'm i'm pimping my girlfriend or i'm living off her or totally all these are. other <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no, when we started my site, I had thought about it for a couple of months without even talking to Jay or anybody about it because I wanted no input but my own. Because I think a choice like putting yourself online in any capacity should yeah. be your choice alone. It's okay to get, you know, opinions from friends or family um, after you've decided what you honestly think about it. And that's kind of what I did. And that goes for every decision that I've made 
for my career mm-hmm. since then, I always think about it for a couple months without even bringing it up to you. And then I'll bring yep. it up to you and be like, hey, I'm thinking about this. Um, here are my pros and cons. Here are my concerns. It's- and then we talk about it and then we either garbage it or we go forward. Guys, you would be so surprised. Like those of you that know who we are or have followed us, uh, our website in any way, shape or form, you know that we've been doing this for 10 years. Like that was kind of the point of this podcast. But in that 10 years, we've done everything from uh, softcore to solo to toys to us doing hardcore with each other. But we also filmed threesomes with professional porn stars, which is, was fucking mind blowing. But again, all her idea, mm-hmm. like every single thing that's happened. I, if, if you were to go back through uh, different forums, you would see people saying stuff like, when is Bryce going to use toys? And I would be adamant. I'd be like, <laughs> fucking never, bro. It's not happening. Because that's what she told me. And then all of a sudden one day, I think I'm going to use toys. And I'm. And she doesn't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> think, think everything that you don't sound like that. But um, yeah, so all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, she's going to do it. And then you'd see people, when is she going to do hardcore? You get the idea. So, um, it's, it's been crazy, but that, that sort of goes with anything now. So now over 10 years, we have such a wide assortment of people that have found us through various ways, be it YouTube is the latest way people are finding us, Mm -hmm. but, uh, through the internet and everyone's always got an opinion and everyone's always got a, why don't you do this? Which has me jumping to a, that's never going to (laughs) happen. And then they're like, "Uh uh-huh, but you said that every other time. Yeah, (laughs) you have. And you know. I changed my mind. I am human. <laughs> That's what we all do. Um, you know, I started my site when I was 23. I, you know, when I was, <laughs> when I was 23, I was pretty sure that I knew everything. We all do in the twenties. <laughs> I'm a fucking and, expert. Yeah. And you know, I had my line in the sand. I had preconceived notions of this or that I'll never do this. And I'm totally interested in that. And, things change like as far as like you grow up as a human you you get more mature you have different opinions because of your experiences and you find honestly you give less shits about what people think about you and it's so nice that is important that's one of the things like i mean don't i know we say you know in our 20s you all think you know everything there might be one or two of you listening that do i don't know you might I didn't have my shit together when I was in my 20s Yeah, I certainly didn't. I thought I did. Um, Yo, I thought I did too. I was positive. I was like, I know things. And you know what? <laughs> Every girl that we have worked with, um, we talk extensively with before working with, not as far as like threesomes because we only did threesomes with professional porn stars. But as far as like doing a website with, we talk yeah. extensively with and we're like, <clears throat> are you sure? Multiple <laughs> times. Are you sure? Think about like, the one person you don't want finding out, think about them finding out because that's a probable that it's going to happen. And every single girl is like, fuck everybody. Yeah, you're <laughs> I'll all like do that what at, I want. You're all like that at first because and then, you just think it can't happen. And then people find out and then those same girls are like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh my so, God, can you take my site down? That's kind Hello. of what I have in mind when I'm talking about, you know, we think we know what yeah. We think we have an opinion on how we'll handle things. No, that's true. And we don't. And, you know, that's just life. You do you do the best that you can do. So the first year, we started my website non-nude. Um, or like implied nudity. Well, yeah, but that was only for 
three months. I know, but we're explaining. Okay, okay. We're explaining okay, everything okay. because a lot of people don't know our backstory. All right. So we started the site non-nude because I wanted to make sure that I was comfortable with what I was doing. Um, every decision that I've made, I make it, but then I'll go one step back and see how I feel about that to make sure that I don't overstep. Um, so we were non-nude, and then we started shooting with Ava, and she was she had already been in Playboy, I think. Yes. <clears throat> so she Let's, was nude. Uh, a- Ava Dawn. And She's now known by uh, Ava Nix. Yeah, and so she was a nude model while I was non-nude, and you were shooting her for her site. And uh, I was like, wow, this is no big deal. And unbeknownst to the internet, the whole time we've like, we were together, me and Jay, um, how many years before starting my site? Three. Yeah, we, three yeah, years. March 2006 will be 13 years. Yeah. 14, 13. We've been filming our sex life before we even started my website. So it's not. <laughs> it's nice. It's not something new. Still wear perps, <laughs> so right. when I say I see some girl doing nude modeling and I'm like, oh, that's not a big deal. Just know that I'm not like trying to convince myself at that time. <laughs> it was more of a, am I comfortable with this being online? People seeing this kind of thing. So then I went to nude and I think I was nude for like two or three years. Yeah. We, we, are you talking nude and then toys? Well, I'm talking about the progression. I can't remember how long. I don't I was remember nude. how long you were nude before you entered into the toy factory, so to speak. I don't um, <laughs> have a clue. But I decided to do toys because I. It's really weird, guys. Doing what we do, we very much appreciate that we are amateurs and we strive to keep it that way. Sometimes we feel ourselves getting a little bit too professional. Oh, let's have two camera angles. Oh, let's, let's add this. Let's Let's add lighting, whatever. Well, that's not bad, but we do see that happening and we do actually reel it back because it's very important for us to keep this fun because, because it's, it involves our actual sex life. It's important to keep it like real rather than work. You know what I'm talking about? Anyways, so throughout the years, there have been moments where we, how we call it, we get into model or photographer mode and we want things to be more pro for whatever reason. I see, I see almost every female online on Instagram. They're in full on model mode. And what, what model mode means? Just wanting your stuff to look professional, to look glam. It's got to be perfectly lit and exotic locations and, you know, typical Instagram model stuff. Yeah. So... You know, we've we've gone in and out of that and um, for whatever reasons, usually I go into model mode because um, I'm letting society get to me and I'm trying to make myself feel a little less like <laughs> DIY born star. Um, and then we go into model mode and I quickly, I'm like, nope, this is not, not for me. And I, as a photographer, I do the same thing. Like I, I can grab a camera and start shooting B and those photos will be appreciated by a lot of guys online. But then I'll go and look at the photos and I get mad at them because I'm like, this isn't as crisp as it should be Mm -hmm. or my composition was off or damn, I should have shot that at a wider aperture. Yeah. All these like fine nitpicky type things. But we hit model and photographer mode at the same time. This one time. Thankfully. Thankfully. No, no, I don't know. So (laughs) I decided I'm going to reach out to Penthouse and see if we can shoot for them. 
I didn't have any knowledge of this. By and the way. I went back and forth with with a guy that works there, um, some editor. And uh, he's like, yeah, we'd love to have you guys in the magazine. Um, love James photography. He can totally shoot you. It makes so much. It makes everything so much easier because we're in the States and you guys are in Canada. We're in Canada. This was in uh, 2012. Yeah. Um, he's like, but Penthouse is more than you're currently showing because I'd already showed him some sample photos. Oh, yes. He's like, we need to see the pink. <laughs> the pink. We need to see the pink and preferably <laughs> toys. So I thought about it for a long time um, because at that point I had only been showing, you know, not like spread pink. If you're on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, are we playing stick figures now? (laughs) No, it's like, yeah. So I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I want to do this. Uh, Being in a magazine, it it got on my bucket list. I don't Um, even remember what we got paid for that. uh, I can't remember either. But we shot three sets for them. Uh, which means three different outfits, three different locations and then of they around just 100 the photos. Photos they want. Mm-hmm. And it just went in the magazine. And I was excited. And then and the magazine came out. Yeah. And that, and, and then Jay and, was driving around to then, every single store, buying every single copy that, in the town. We lived in a small town at that time. That did not put a dent in how I felt. No. And it, it also did I don't know. It's weird because... Like at that time, I had been very, I guess, naively operating under the, well, I just put it online and, you know, maybe two people see it, (laughs) maybe 200 people see it, but probably just two. Let's go. Let's go to the park. I'm not going (laughs) to think about this. But when it came out in print, it was just so real. And so this is in stores everywhere. And it's just like, ah, it freaked me out. If I could have had a take back at that time, I totally would have. But because I had done toys in Penthouse, I felt, well, I, and again, we were still filming our sex life for fun behind the scenes. Um, I felt kind of like, well, the world has seen this. And it wasn't that I was worried that the, or upset that the world had seen me with toys. It was just, just being out there. The introvert in me was just like, no, <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> So it was really weird. And that totally squashed any um, future I want to be in print kind of things. When Um, I, when I met B, she wasn't a a girly girl. She was a tomboy. If anything, Uh, she was definitely the girl. um, Oh, you're definitely, you're not a girly girl by by any means, but no, B's the kind of girl that you could go to a bar with and she'd drink beer with you and like match you or drink you under the table. Not today because we don't drink now. Really? <laughs> we, don't drink. we love like two beers and we're like, do you feel dizzy? Two it's- beers, one. I'm at one. Yeah. She, yeah. So it's, uh, we're, we're not, we're not party yeah. animals anymore. No, but because I had done toys in penthouse, I was like, well, it's out there. So let's party hard with our website members and put it in there. And we had a lot of fun with it. I remember when we were living at that um, condo with all the big windows, that was when we did it. And we actually shot there for Pintos. Um, And it was a lot of fun. And it was very quickly, like I'm talking like that same month where I was like, I feel stupid playing with this plastic, realistic looking dildo. And I'm, not okay putting my sex films well, online? Well, we actually, the, the penthouse uh, issue came out October 2012. So we were somewhere around September, October, we flipped over to toys because, you know, mm-hmm. we shot and then they came out like a month or two months later. 
we didn't actually flip over to hardcore until uh, March 2013. I know, but I'm trying to play out the when I actually started thinking oh, okay. about putting hardcore on. Yeah, you were, you were sort of like, why not use a real Because book? it's sort of like, you can be an adult model and you're nude, whatever, the whole Playboy thing. But when you start toys, it's, for me at least, you're kind of in a different class. You're, you're no long, longer like Playboy nude. You're, you're now, now sweet like, and innocent now. You're now adult entertainer kind of thing, you know? And I was totally fine with that. <clears throat> I see absolutely no problem with it. Um, it's just a different form of entertainment. And hopefully everybody that's listening and watching is adults. <laughs> and you understand what I'm talking I about. I can't imagine. It's We're 28 <clears throat> minutes into this podcast. I don't picture anybody that's like a teenager still with us. They'll be like, too long, <laughs> too long. Yeah. So, um, shit, what was I saying? You were talking about the transition from toys to hardcore. Right. Okay. It was that and same. Meanwhile, I've been saying to everybody, she's never going hardcore, yeah. bro. It's not going to happen because that's what she had said. No. And, um, no, we, uh, I, I, we filmed a shower video of me with a toy and then we also kept filming because we we're having fun and we were filming, uh, we filmed a blowjob. <laughs> I remember that. Very and it was well. a lot of fun. And, um, we cut the hardcore part off and put the just the toy version in our site. And yeah. then later, when we did flip to hardcore in 2012. We um, ended up putting the full video. Oh, 13. We, we, yeah, 2013 is when we changed. We ended up putting the full video live, um, which was really cool because when we first started doing hardcore, we were kind of like just releasing our actual sex tapes, which was cool for us, but not so cool. Maybe it was cool for you guys because you were already were, fans. You were already they were, there. They were so poorly filmed. They were so bad. Here's, here's something. If, if you've never ever filmed, filmed your sex life, you yeah. know exactly what we're talking about. You, you, you film yourself and you're like, that's going to be so hot. And then you look at it and you're like, it's out of focus. It's poorly lit. I can't see anything. Yeah. What the fuck? With I didn't just know these I tiny looked, blips on the like, screen. And as a guy, like I'm relatively, I'm six feet, 200 pounds. I'm relatively secure with my body. Uh, except it's got a little bit of extra stomach, you know, belly fat that I wouldn't love. Uh, so I had been filming a certain way and then I go back and I see this sex tape would been filming and I'm like, holy fuck, I'm fat. Now, <laughs> I mean that not to be insensitive. There are some people that do have weight struggles and I apologize if that's offensive. No, just what you thought. But me, myself, I was like, like, I didn't know I have that. And then the next thing, holy fuck, you're with a fat dude. Why are you still here? Like all these really being mean <laughs> things to myself. And uh, yeah, when you're filming yourself having sex, it's... Mm -hmm. It comes out so differently than... It's very hard on yourself. Like, it's really hard on you at first. Yeah. Well, and always, I guess. It really depends how you view yourself. Yeah, no, it's it's still like that. You know, we've learned our angles, which is good. We've learned... <laughs> we like to tell ourselves that. We've learned some positions that look good and others that don't look good or sound good. Um, <coughs> but no, the whole time, it's been very much... I'll get an idea of something I want to do and I'll work through it in my head for a couple months or yeah. the hardcore thing, a couple of years before doing it. Um, and I always feel so bad because I don't go around into different places online because my psyche cannot handle it, <laughs> but Jay does. Um, and I, I've always felt so bad because like, you don't know what I'm thinking. So you're the pit bull. You're, tr <laughs> you're trying to stick up for me and be like, she's never going to do that. And, you know, I'm meanwhile, she's already it. thinking about doing it um, in a Wednesday. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm good. I'm super duper good. She's never going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so uh, it's it's kind of weird. The whole the, the whole threesome thing 
how that all started. One of one of the girls that we know online that we've known for a long time, Alea Love, she was a cam model and we knew her online through the internet and stuff like that. Like she's down in California. It's not like we'd hung out or anything. And she was like, right when B flipped over to doing hardcore online, Alea had actually joined the actual porn industry, porn industry. And she's like, oh my God, this is so awesome. I'm having so much fun. If you guys ever decide to do anything, let me know. And we just sort of, laughed it off like well you know we're canadian we're not getting into porn and it's it's weird because when we sometimes we get people that will talk about bracy and they're like oh my god you could have been so big in porn you could have why aren't you working with i want to make a whole youtube video for that i think you did it's called why am when am i filming for (laughs) another one (laughs) we it's called when am i filming for browsers and it actually didn't have anything to do with browsers it was just as an example and whoever the browser's person is for YouTube got all mad and was like, Oh, you're using our name. And shit. it was like, okay, whatever, buddy. But, um, it was weird because I think it was in 2010, one of the larger studios that's out there that I will leave their name out just because I don't know who runs them now. If it's the same people or not, I don't want to get into it. He said, she said bullshit, but they approached us and they were like, Hey, would you like to be a contract star? You oh, that could, was in like huge. Was that 2009? Was it? And at the time, I mean, it was incredibly flattering. I think I was still non-nude, honestly. Yeah. I Some, can't remember. Somewhere in. But like, okay, for those of you listening that have been like, why the fuck is she always with the same dude? Why is it that he gets to have fun with girls, with her, but I don't see, I don't see her having fun with other guys. What would you say to those people? I think that's sort of an old mentality of everybody's straight. Everybody is, you know, that's just the default sexuality and that's not my sexuality. Well, that's guys' egos are really fragile, let's be honest. So a guy sees a hot girl and assumes, oh, she loves the D. Yeah. Yeah. She loved my D. And same vice versa. Um, You are straight. I suppose. But I am bisexual. So I, I, like we already have what we want and- I don't know. I am pretty particular when it comes to sex. I like certain things. I don't like certain things. I get really mad when I don't, <laughs> when I experience something I don't like. I think I think everybody so, is honestly like having a long term con- uh, relationship is amazing for that. Um, but you can't fulfill the 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 enjoyment of girls. So that's why we did threesomes with girls. Honestly, it was my idea, um, and Jay always said you know if you want to have threesome with a guy we can figure it out and i that yeah, wasn't like, what i I'm wasn't into. trying to get her laid with some other dude but no. i was like if you uh want to film with somebody else or if you want to do a threesome you know like it's it's really weird because when you don't work in the porn industry your view on sexuality and couples or whether you're straight whether you're bisexual a lot of that i think is dependent upon where you're raised how you're raised people you know do you know anybody that is uh, maybe bisexual or uh, homosexual or lesbian, you know, or I guess doesn't, isn't gender specific now mm-hmm. is one of the things as well. Um, and myself, like I, <clears throat> growing up, I think, I think there was somebody that was gay in my school, but I didn't know. Cause like, you never know. Nowadays you might, people are a lot more open about that, but Back when I was in school. <laughs> I grew up very conservative. My family was very conservative. Um, city was very conservative. But I, I've i always known that I have I was bisexual, but nobody else did. No. That just wasn't something that happened. So 
in doing my website is sort of like exploring my sexuality, exploring my own psyche, you know, when I started, not so much now, um, but exploring our sexuality and now exploring it, you know, within my married life is really cool, but also being able to explore, you know, being bisexual is really cool. And that's why I went girl threesomes. And we stopped because it's so hard to do because we're Canadians and we're so far away. There is so much to do to like to put it, <laughs> put it in it perspective for those of you that are wondering, like, so how does that work? You can't just call up a porn star or email or DM a porn star and say, Hey, I want to <laughs> film one. You, you have to be vetted, right? And if you don't know what that means, basically the porn studio or the agent, not the porn studio, the agent that represents the girl is going to look into you to see if you're legit or if you're just some pervert with a camera that's trying to get laid. We totally are. We totally are perverts <laughs> with cameras trying to get laid. But with us, how it all went down is, you know, because Bella Pass had been running for so long, it was technically a studio. We'd been nominated for XBiz Awards. We'd been nominated for other things here or there. So when we, and we'd been published in Penthouse, you know, so we'd been around. So all of a sudden, we, we didn't start off with some small, tiny agency that you know, maybe it's like a, a rookie agency. We started with one of the biggest agencies out there in the industry. We contacted them and said, Hey, here's our shopping list. Here are the girls we'd like to shoot. That sounds we're so gonna, terrible. we're going to be in, uh, in Las Vegas or we're going to be in California or whatever the deal was. When we shot with Alea, she was the very first scene we'd ever shot. And we had no idea what we were doing. I mean, we'd been filming ourselves without a cameraman POV or handheld mostly. So you know, we would just set up a small little dinky camera on a tripod and we're off and running. So when we talked to Alea, she was in, we were going down to San Diego and she was in LA. So we're like, hey, we'll fly you down to San Diego. And she's like, well, how many scenes are we going to do? And we're like, oh, we're thinking about three. <laughs> and she's like, uh, fuck me, what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about three? And I was like, well, what are you talking about? And she goes, well, generally a scene, one scene on a porn set takes anywhere from eight to 18 hours to film. It's like there can be crazy long days because you got to get your angles. You got to do your photos. You have to do your ID. You've got to, the guys obviously like you see porns where the guy doesn't come for like 30, 40, 50 minutes. Of course that's not normal. So you film a position and you may have to stop filming so the guy can collect himself, let's say, and then start filming again. And then in post-production, that's all put together seamlessly. So it looks like one big Superman marathon when in reality, dude's human. He didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. last an hour like any guy watching or listening is like no that doesn't happen so um one of the things that we sort of learned from all that is that Alea thought we were absolutely crazy because she's like <laughs> you're not going to be able to do that and we're like well no what we're going to do is we're going to film a blowjob scene and then we're going to film a girl girl scene and in the time of that i will have regenerated and then we can film <laughs> a a sex scene of the three of us you know with come shot or whatever else and she was like wait hold up you think you can come twice? And I'm like, uh, yeah, why? Yes, why the fuck wouldn't I? And she's like, I work in professional porn and most guys can't. Most guys have trouble. Like sometimes, okay, I'm not trying to be the bubble burster here. A lot of the cum shots you see in professional porn are faked for whatever reason. Maybe the guy was in his head. Maybe he wasn't able to come. Maybe he was able to come, but it was just a small dribble and they needed the big cum shot. So then they use uh, fake stuff like um, Cetaphil, which is, I know, soap. But that's one of the things that looks a lot like hum. Uh, one of the more popular is pina colada mix. So a lot of times when you'll see a porn and there's a cream pie and you're looking at that 
cum coming out of, you know, and you'll say to yourself, that looks really <laughs> like there's a lot. Well, yeah, man. I mean, it's entertainment. You, you got to remember what we do is entertainment. It's not hundred percent real all the time, but we didn't know that. And we shot real. So she's like, are you sure you can do it? And we're like, yeah. And we're like, and she's like, well, if you can't, you know what, there's other options. And that's how we learned about all that. We're like, holy fuck. Real. Oh my God. We've been doing it wrong. We, <laughs> doing didn't, it wrong. we didn't, we didn't, I didn't need Cetaphil or anything, but it was, uh, yeah, it was crazy because the amount of pressure that you would assume like any guy listening would be like, oh, boo fucking who? You got to have sex with your wife who's amazingly beautiful. And then you also got to have a porn star in there that's also hot. Oh, wow, that must have been so hard. The pressure I put on myself because, in, okay, I just, I have a normal dick, guys. I don't have something like Johnny Sins or uh, Danny D or any of these guys. I just have a normal dick that's like, depending on the day, <laughs> five and a half, six inches. Like just a normal. I like your penis. I like my penis too, but it's a normal dick. It's not like a Coke can. It's just a normal dick. All right. Thank Say God. that again. That should be a shirt. Normal dick. <laughs> hmm. um, I don't think it would sell. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would. I think, I think uh, hipsters would buy it ironically. Oh <laughs> so anyways, uh, so I'm like in my head, I'm like, dude, I've seen Alea's videos with other guys and these guys have fucking baby's arms. They have pythons. And I'm like, she, oh, this is going to be so weird. Because you make some assumptions, you know, and it's just crazy. But Ale was awesome. I don't know if it's because she's just an awesome person or because we had known her for a while. I don't think that was really it. But it was comfortable right out of the gate. It wasn't um, mm -hmm. It wasn't that nerve-wracking. That's the cool what was thing. That, what was it like for you? Because, I mean, that I don't know, man. It, if it would have been a guy, like, and, and again, this is also buying into the traditional roles, and I'm not trying to be fucking old-fashioned here, all right? I, I understand I'm, you are. I'm in my 40s and all that shit, but <laughs> if it would have been the very first time filming a threesome with some dude, and maybe dude's got a big dick or something like that, or actually, who cares about what his dick is, there would be a part of me that would be like, oh, this is really fucking weird. I'm watching my lady with another guy. I mean, on... One option, I might be turned on. I might be like, yeah, this is really fucking awesome. I get real life porn right in front of me. And on the other side, I might be crazy and secure because all of a sudden my person is with somebody else. What was it like for you with, well, with another? I mean, <clears throat> I guess because you like women, it, was, it wasn't like that at all. It was honestly, okay. Me and Alea had been talking for years, like texting. Um, we were friends because you both work in the adult industry. It's really nice to be able to talk to somebody that works in the adult industry. Um, so we'd been talking. So when we first met her um, face to face, that was sort of like a, um, not nerve wracking. I guess I'm just shy, but it was really she, cool. Elaine uh, is so tiny, by the way. Like she she's, is. She's tiny. She's really small. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when it got, like I wasn't nervous about the sex part at all. Um, and she was, <laughs> she's very like, she's more outgoing. Yeah. So that took care of a lot of it. So that was really nice. The porn industry is very business, business, business. It's it's sort yeah, of like when you meet somebody, you shake their hand. In the porn industry, they meet somebody, they'll have a, they'll do a scene together, and it's no big deal. So yeah. to her, she was just like, okay, this is what you do. This is how we do it. But we did experience somebody shy, and that was a completely different sort of experience. But Alea wasn't like that. So when it got to the sex part, there was no like nervousness about it. So that was really nice. For you. <laughs> yeah, for me. But no, there was no, honestly, we had talked about it before and we're like, you know, we're going to try this and we're going to talk about it afterwards and see how it went for both of us, yeah. like on a personal level. Um, so I wasn't worried during it. I was just there to have fun. I sort of look at 
our first threesome kind of like, well, all of them actually, kind of like if we were at a restaurant and we ordered a dessert we both liked and we got <laughs> to enjoy it together. The, we were okay. enjoying a dessert together. That was exactly how it was. So here's, here's like when you were having sex with her, I was like, yeah, this is really cool. I'm super happy that you get to enjoy this new flavor of ice cream. And okay, I'm going to go and enjoy this new flavor of ice cream too. And that's exactly how it was. And so it was awesome. The, the very first scene was a blowjob scene. And I mean, it's a blowjob. No guy's going to be like, I had difficulty coming. Like, it's just, well, I don't think so anyways. But of course, I'm used to the way my wife does these things. And all of a sudden, there's a totally different woman in the picture and she has a totally different technique. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I would start to get excited. I was about to come and then a would take over and the excitement would drop back down because it's a different style. And it's I would just start to I get know excited your buttons. and it would just go up and down. So <laughs> I think that porn scene lasted like 25 minutes and that's, that's there was no cuts. There was no breaks. There was no pausing because I was about to come. They would get me on the edge and then be like, nah. And so <laughs> uh, when I did, you know, shoot, there was a decent amount. Uh, we shot the girl girl scene. That was, um, easy because I was just a cameraman you know so mm -hmm. I mean you two got to sort of enjoy each other when we went to the next scene and we were doing actual threesomes that was my favorite that was weird for me because I had not been with another female since you know of course my wife and it was um I had <laughs> yeah and I mean we we weren't using condoms we'd all been tested I had uh had a vasectomy by that point so it was very much a there wasn't no a risk of becoming pregnant or anything like that. It wasn't, uh, you know, and we didn't know, you know, and I, there was a small fear that the second I started having sex with Alea, I would come because I'm used to my wife. I'm not used to this other person. Uh, shit. What if, what if, what if I was all worried. So it actually went in the opposite direction because I had already come like an hour earlier from our blowjob scene. The worry took over. The worry took over and I wasn't uh, able to. I wasn't, it, well, it's not that I wasn't able to, it was just very difficult. So meanwhile, the scene is just taking longer but and longer and longer. You're forgetting the end. Oh no, I'm getting there. Oh, I'm getting okay, there. Okay. So we're getting longer and longer and longer. And all the while, Alea's got to get to the airport. She has a four o'clock flight. <laughs> we started filming at about one o'clock. So we're trying to get these three scenes done in a three hour window. It's like 3.40 or 3.30. We've got to call an Uber to get her to the airport and everything else. But I haven't come yet. And we're like, come on, fuck. So I've got this pressure. Dude, <laughs> you've got to go. You've got to shoot. you got to shoot. Or the whole scene is screwed. You've got to get this going. And eventually, of course, uh, the two ladies uh, got me there. But it was hilarious because it was, it was so, okay, we're done. And she's like wiping. I don't want to be gross on podcast. <laughs> she's wiping. She's her cleaning stuff. up. She's cleaning as up. As I'm you. throwing her stuff in her bag. Yeah. And, and she's, <laughs> she's literally like calling Uber and stuff. I think from when we physically shut the camera off till she was out the door, it was under 10 minutes, which is like bam, 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 bam. And she was gone and on mm -hmm. a plane 20 minutes later. So the next time you get on a plane, guys, <laughs> here's where we're going with this. <laughs> you never no nah, just i'm just kidding uh so yeah it it was it was crazy and we ended up shooting that was in i think september 2016 when we shot the threesomes and then that january 2000 no 2015 because that january 2016 we went to vegas and we had had a lot of fun so we we're like yeah let's uh let's shoot some more so we ended up shooting a lot more threesomes and we didn't really know how we were going to release them, if we were going to make it a, a once a month or once every six months or whatever. When we finished filming our threesomes and we came back to Canada, like B said, the only reason we hadn't filmed more threesomes was 
largely because for us to go down there, I mean, you're looking ballpark-ish, 1500 to two grand just for your airfare, okay, for us to go down. Then wherever you're staying is probably going to be two to 500 bucks a day, depending where you're staying, because you don't want to be filming in like, you know. <laughs> Motel 8. <laughs> shitty Motel 8 with a, you know, stain on the bed or something. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a whole other niche. It's not our I thing. Suppose. Uh, so it's it's starting to get expensive. And then depending on who you're working with, that's going to cost you money. Because when you're working with somebody in the industry, uh, I guess it's not a industry. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so a blowjob scene costs 500 bucks. And this is these are just average scenes. Some girls might cost less. Some girls might cost more. Blowjob scene is $500. Uh, if you're filming a sex scene, that's 1000 bucks. That's obviously blowjob, sex, whatever else. If you're going into anal... It starts at 11, goes up to 15 to 2. It all depends on who the girl is. Yeah, and girl, girl is like 12 to 15. Girl, yeah, girl, girl is really expensive, which is <laughs> confusing to me. Because if you're filming a sex scene, you can have girl, girl. And like when we did a threesome, there was girl, girl, blowjob. There was everything in there. And it was all under that $1,000 blanket versus the a separate girl, girl scene for a lot more money. That's weird. Or, yeah, so odd. But so if you've already spent your airfare and your hotel... You're probably not just going to want to film with one girl because mm-hmm. you're already out all that money. So you're going to want to film with as many as you can. And you have to get tested. Both and of us had to get tested. That's right. So that's another two, three hundred bucks and per person. And that only lasts fourteen days. Yep. So now, if I was twenty twenty five, something like that, every single day, I'm pretty sure I would come buckets because when you're twenty twenty five, that's just how that shit goes. <clears throat> but when you're in your upper thirties, forties, that's not how it works. And you know you. You want to have a decent cum shot. That's part of the industry. You want to have a decent, you don't want to dribble because one, that's disappointing. <laughs> I don't know why it's disappointing because it's an orgasm, right? Like the girl, I, I'm i pretty sure you've never been like, that's it? That's all the cum I get? No. Nope. You know, it's never happened. It's just you either come or you don't come. But so we tried to stagger it. So it was like every second day or whatever else. But when we did Vegas, I think we filmed every single day mm-hmm. and we were sick. So it was a little bit crazy. But it's also... We have to travel with our equipment and there's a big difference going across an international border for pleasure or for work. And when you're traveling with crazy equipment, God forbid you have lights with you. (laughs) It does not look like you're there for pleasure. When when we were going down. uh, And they will not let you in for business without a bunch of different paperwork. That that brings up another story from uh, 2011. Okay, we weren't doing hardcore. This was purely just softcore modeling. Uh, I don't even think we were doing toys yet. No, we weren't. So we decided we were going to rent a place in Arizona, a big mansion, big like million dollar place. So we uh, call up some of the other Bellas. Uh, Talia Shepard, she lived down in Arizona, so she just came because she lived there. And uh, we had Katie Banks come down as well. So we got these three girls, we're going down. We're going through customs. I have this camera that I refer to as Big Black because it was a huge Canon <laughs> XF series. The camera itself was a video camera, just monstrous pro level. It's the exact same camera that HBO was using at the time. Like it's pro as fuck because we were investing tons of money into our business, into our site, because we wanted our quality to be amazing because the geek in me told me the members would stick around if your photos are crisp, if your video is crisp. So and we here wanted we are crispy. with yet another new camera. <laughs> 10 years later. Uh, so anyway, so we're going through customs and the guy looks at me and I've got this carry on with this <clears> big <throat> fucking production camera. And he's like, so business or pleasure? And I'm like, oh, pleasure. And he goes, <laughs> uh, what's that? And I'm like, oh, dude, let me show you this. It's like I forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> And my inner geek took over. I'm like, this is the exact. And I open it up and I'm showing him like HBO uses this. It's so amazing. Yeah. How, how he didn't just be like, fuck off. You're, you're not coming. Go. Yeah. No, we made but it. No, he was like, yeah, uh, have a safe trip. 
I yeah. have fun, whatever. So now it's we been crazy. Much prefer to stay at home and shoot. Yeah, we, <laughs> we were going to be, we had announced a few podcasts ago that we were going to the AVN show in January, uh, which is on right now, literally as we're recording this, it's physically on. We didn't go, <sighs> I want to say it's because we got sick, but that's not true. That's part of it. That's like, thank God we didn't go because we got sick yeah. later, but we'd actually decided not to go before I got sick. <clears throat> we just sort of weighed everything. I, we sort of went over this in our last podcast. When you're self-employed, and you're a hard worker, you get used to a certain pattern where work equals success or work equals money. And you, you know, the more you put in, the more you get out, right? Same as any job. Those of you that think the porn industry is easy, it's just because you haven't worked in the porn industry. It's exactly like any other job. If you don't work, you don't get paid. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go, but you're showing boobs online. Nobody cares. So much free porn out there. No, no, there's nobody that goes and races and signs up for a site because they saw a photo. Like there has to be a backstory. There has to be history. There has to be tons of videos, tons of photos. So when we're doing all this, originally it was just us and it was easy because we could count on each other. But then uh, remember that first network we told you about that we sort of, um, we started seeing some people were really hard workers, but then some people weren't. And it was affecting our bottom line. So what do we do? We start a second network. <laughs> <sighs> and just, just before, like we decided we we're going to go to the, the AVN show for January, right? That's on right now. So we go and we, we buy the ho hotel room. So that hotel is, uh, I think 300, 400 bucks a day. So, but you know, after room charges and resort fees and all that crap, it's like 1500 bucks. And this is us money. Of course we get our airfare booked. So there's another two grand. We have to buy the AVN passes. That's 500 bucks. So we're, uh, we get all this money spent, we get it all prepped, ready, and then we start thinking about it. We're like, what's the goal with going down? Well, we're going down to see uh, Alexis Monroe, one of our friends and fellow Bella. She's amazing. We're going down to see Kelly Carter, one of our friends and fellow Bella. She's amazing. And we're going down to see Mel uh, Marley Brinks, and uh, she's not a Bella, but she's one of our friends. And we thought, okay, well, that's not going to make us any money. And it's not that you don't want to see friends, but generally people don't spend <laughs> three, four grand just to go and go, Hey friend, uh -huh. and, you know, like that's expensive trip. We're not rich by any extent. So we thought, okay, well, we're going to meet other girls down there. And Alexis was like, you can hang out at our, at our booth and I'll introduce you to all these other girls. And because again, we don't work in the pro pro porn star industry. So we don't know like 99% of the girls and that's good. 99, I would say like maybe 99.9%. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I know and of them. Yeah, exactly. We know of them, but we're just some fucking weird Canadians, you know, and we have a website mm -hmm. and that's the thing. If you talk to a pro porn star and you say, Oh, my friend's also a porn star. They have a website that pro porn star might be offended because <laughs> like the actual porn porn industry Oh, it's so different so than what we do. Different than what we do because we're, we get to just do this shit at home and have fun with each other. We don't need to get tested. We don't have to yeah. worry about stuff. I'm not saying it's better. It's worse. It's just different. And yeah, man, like porn stars put up with a lot of shit. A um, lot. Not to suggest we don't. Sometimes like models, like B puts up Very with way different. more shit than I do from people online, people being, you know, with an opinion or a comment or a mean remark or whatever the deal is. As we're all just tell them to fuck off. And I go on with my day because just how guys are. Um, well, I, I thought that when I started getting negative comments, I mean, at first it was, it was hard, you know, it's like, holy fuck, they're right. I'm bad. But now, now I just sort of be like, dude's having a hard day, whatever, move on. But we decided not to do Vegas because we thought, okay, well, we don't, 
want to be going up to all these strangers trying to convince them that they should put their trust in us. We didn't want to go up to all these girls and be like, hey, this is who we are. Because like, that's just, I I don't know. This is what we do. It just seems crazy egotistical to me. And even though, true, you are selling yourself, even though we have like a great background behind us, you know, we've been very fortunate, lucky. And I know that we could make a lot of these girls' lives a lot better financially. We thought, okay, we could do that. Or we could just concentrate on how we started on us. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like we started in 2009 and 2019 is sort of the rebirth of what we were doing with Mm pricey.com. So that's not to suggest we're not going to put our work into Bella because Bella passes our baby. If the right girl comes along, she's welcome to be Bella, a Bella, a Bella, you know, it's, it's all good. And the current Bellas we have, we love them all. Some uh, have crazy, amazing work ethic. Some, not as much work ethic, but they're trying, you know, because everybody starts at the beginning where you don't really know what you're doing. And over time, you sort of find your groove. Um, mm-hmm. Some people find their groove faster than others. That's Adult all. with, as just as any other business, you start with nothing. And you have yeah. to put in a lot of work oh, for nothing except to hope that it'll pay off later. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people don't understand that or accept that because Everybody thinks, well, nudity equals dollars. Sex equals dollars. Yeah, and then girls... No, it really doesn't. Like, have you ever heard of Pornhub? (laughs) There's a lot of free stuff online now. Guys listening, you know how hard, uh, be it your girlfriend or your wife or even your female friend, maybe a sister, who knows. But women are really hard on themselves for whatever reason. You know, some different reasons than others. And imagine you're a woman and you're taking all these very... you're, You're feeling a little exposed. You're putting yourself out there. And you're not making a ton of money. You would jump to the assumption that nobody cares or you maybe you're not pretty enough. or any, And it's not any of those things. It's 100%. Nobody knows you have a mm-hmm. website. You're not marketing yourself. It's exactly the same as if you opened a clothing store, you know, up on the side of the road somewhere. The only way people know about you is if they drive past. And if they're driving past, they probably aren't going to stop because it's just being past. But if you market or you advertise, you start getting people coming in. Mm-hmm. We sort of like a Bella Pass like, we're the shopping mall and each individual store is the website and each girl controls what they do. They control when they update, they control what their content is. If they're filming with somebody else or if it's solo, we don't tell anybody what to do because that's No, they lame. just send in whatever they create. Yeah. And then we, um, get it ready, put it online, whatever else. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's sort of in us. And then oddly enough, like we started doing DVDs because we try to expand our fan base. We thought it'd be a good idea. The DVD companies wanted us to shoot with a cameraman. They wanted us to shoot with all these pro porn angles. And they gave mm-hmm. us these rules we had to do. We didn't listen to any of them. We still did what we wanted to well, do. Well, we tried to incorporate a few. Yeah, like angles and stuff, I suppose. Yeah, different angles, but different bring time a, limits. We didn't bring in a cameraman. Like we didn't do anything like that. And what's crazy is our silly little do-it-yourself style, we were still being ranked on the top 10 DVDs per month by ABN Magazine. Not every single month. Some months we would be in the top 10, some months in the top 20. But the point is people were buying. People still cared because we were doing it differently. And even though we were told, don't do these things, those don't sell anymore, it still seemed to work, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then um, Bricey won a award. Yay. Which was pretty awesome. Yes. Uh, we were nominated for a few different things, and then we won the, this is the AVN Award for what? 
Best Solo Girl website. Yeah, Best Solo Girl website. And even though we weren't solo when we did it, uh, how AVN does it is... Well, Solo Girl means the website is focused on you. Yep. That's yeah. it. Or it's a porn site where it's a bunch of different girls, right? So we won that. And then uh, a year later, we won the Pornhub Award. It's over there uh, for best verified, most popular verified model. And that's like, there's a lot of porn stars in there too. So all of a sudden, nine years into our, eight, nine years into, well, no, nine years into everything. That's when you started getting awards and accolades. Like you'd been doing it for nine years mm -hmm. and you were just fading into everybody else. But all of a sudden started to I'm not it. here for the awards I'm here to have fun I'm here to honestly hopefully help some other people have some fun in their lives like I love entertaining people I love making people's day a little bit better in the bedroom I know for a lot of people you know people might scoff at that and be like Psh, you're, you just create porn yeah <laughs> it still helps some people you know and you'd be surprised how many ain't people nobody can in. take that away from me <laughs> All right, no, so that's it, it does help and I think I think like being healthy with your sex life, even if it's just a solo sex life is important. And, you know, having fun in life is important. Okay. It's so underrated. Well, since we sort of covered the history and what it's been over the past 10 years, <laughs> have there been any surprises for you? Have there, has there been anything that you've been like, well, I don't know, just totally surprised <clears throat> about? Um, I've been surprised by how... How many people have contacted us and thanked us and said that we helped them? Yeah. We helped their bedroom get a little spicier. We've had husbands contact us and say, hey, man, my wife is a little closed on things. How can I help? And we'd throw out our opinion. Like, we're not doctors. We're not experts. But it helps. And mm -hmm. he tried with her and all of a sudden, you know, they're big fans and stuff. So it's kind of crazy. We've had women contact us and ask about how they can bring their husbands into a more open-minded mindset, shall we say. Mm -hmm. And we've tried that too. And again, like we, we're just normal people, but for whatever reason, we seem to be those people that some people feel they can actually approach and talk to. Cause like how, who, because, who can you talk to about this stuff? Well, exactly. I think it's just because, um, we're so open sexually with, you know, with our own sex life online or with our podcast or YouTube, you know, we've been talking, we've been, we've been doing sex talks for a couple of years on, yeah. on our YouTube channel. I'm just, uh, honestly, I think this is probably my favorite phase of our whole online experience because we're helping so many people. Um, and because even if you don't write in with a question or anything like that, maybe just listening to our podcast or seeing our YouTube and how we're, you know, we're happily married um, and we're happy with our sex life. And there are some times that we're not, and that's totally fine. But yeah we're just normal people and we're just talking about it normally. And I think that's one of my favorite parts is normalizing sex because it's so taboo, at least in North America, yeah. people won't even talk about it. And I think that's such a shame because it's something that we all strive for. It's something that we all want. Um, yet we don't talk about it and that's what we're here for. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty much been our history. Uh, moving forward, 2019, um, we are going to be, now that we're actually getting healthy, we're going to be trying to spend a lot more time on YouTube, a lot more time with our patrons, and of course, the majority with our website, because our website is always first and foremost, our bread and butter. It's what we do. Mm -hmm. Everything we put in Patreon goes over to our website as well. It's, uh, the I don't website know, man, it's, gets it's, the uncut version. <laughs> it's just, it's amazing to me that we've been able to do this for the last 10 years and we've it's all because of you guys it's all yeah. because of our fans that 
are still showing up and still care. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, real quick here before we close off the podcast, uh, we've got a couple things. Um, couple questions. Billy Glenn ninety two said, "Hey guys, love the podcast. Just wondering what the story was behind the name Bella." Thanks. <laughs> As in Bella Pass. So um, you actually came up with that. I did. And for the tomboy, it was pretty far out. Um, we were trying to name the network. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck it should be called. And she's like, Bella. Yeah. I was like, well, the first girl we had was Ava and I thought she was gorgeous. I still do. And I was like, well, <clears throat> Bella, girls will love it. And honestly, everything that we've done, we've done because we enjoy or we've done for the girls that we work with. We're not doing it for like, this is going to sound terrible. We're not doing it for 100% for the fans or the viewers, because a lot of people are like, Oh, my viewers want me to do anal. So I have to do it. And they don't want to do it, but we've created everything. So that the people that we work with ourselves included are happy and want to keep going. hundred percent. Okay. Uh, Rebecca, who has oh, our Bella life came because our whole thing is Bella pass. <laughs> and so our life is Bella. So it was our Bella life. Yes. Bryce, <laughs> came up with that one too. I hope that helps. Twofer. You got two. Yeah. Okay. So Rebecca, who uh, we've talked with um, on here before, answering some of her questions. She goes, uh, have some more questions for your podcast. What is your favorite quality about Jay? And then I'm supposed to answer what my favorite quality is about B. Um, that you are eternally optimistic and passionate. Those two things make it like, I am so excited to wake up with you every single day because uh-huh. you're, it's just what everything you turn your sights to is just, uh, it's so exciting because of those two things. Oh, thanks, babe. Uh, my favorite quality about my wife, this would be easy. Uh, her heart is, it knows no bounds. <clears throat> I've seen her. It's annoying. <laughs> I've seen her get herself into trouble with it. She cares so much for every Way single person she comes in contact with. I've seen her go above and beyond for total strangers. I've seen her go above and beyond for people we work with. I've seen her work like two, three, four, five days endless all day long to build something for somebody. And then they don't even say thank you because they're raised like a fucking farm animal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Pitbull. Uh, and mm. I've just, I've seen it and I've seen it time and time and time again. And I'm always like, that's that heart you got. You know, it's, uh, I, I would rather her be this way than be, you know, a bitch, I suppose. Yeah. I'm trying <laughs> but, a little bit to turn it on myself though. You know, Well, it's, it's crazy. Cause like every guy looks at you and they're like, Oh my God, you're so lucky. Look at her. I hear those dudes and I think I don't to look myself, like this all the time. And I think to myself, <laughs> dude, like open your eyes. Every single woman is beautiful. It's just whether or not your internet standards allow you to see the girl at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. My wife is mind blowingly beautiful to me in every way, shape and form. When I met her, she wasn't wearing makeup. She wasn't in lingerie or heels. That would have been a totally different experience. Yeah. Hey, you're, I uh, would like, yeah. So I don't know. I, that's oh. your answer, Rebecca. Her heart. Her heart is unbelievable. Uh, the looks are the, it's like the icing on the cake, but the cake is okay. cake. <laughs> the cake's the booty. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So let's see what else here. Uh, wondering about uh, what our first jobs were. What was your very first job? Um, I was a cashier. Yeah. It was pretty boring um, in a very small store. So I got to read a lot of Archie comics. Um, 
Yeah, that's very why, boring. That's, that's why she's into the red hair. Uh, my first job, I worked as a dishwasher at a restaurant in oh, Calgary, bummer. Alberta, Canada called the Olympic Flame. That's a It was a Greek restaurant and job. I was a dishwasher. Now, those of you that have never worked in a Greek restaurant, <laughs> it's fucking hard. I'm glad for you that you have not. It's very difficult. For whatever <laughs> reason, Greek restaurateurs are very... Restauranteurs, restauranteurs, they're very difficult on their staff. I don't know why. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't are. know what it is. So uh, that's pretty much it. And the last question for the day, this is, this is an interesting one. We got this on a DM. Now, those of you listening, if you DM Brycey on Instagram, her Instagram is, as you would expect, at Brycey, B-R-Y-C-I. My Instagram is at Bellapass, B-E-L-L-A-P-A-S-S. If you Instagram DM my wife, you don't get my wife, you get me. Because she doesn't go into her DMs. She gets anywhere from 50 to 200 a day. Most of them are dick pics. I don't. Ain't got no time for that. She got no time for that. So I go through and I, I like lol at people. Sometimes if a guy sends a dick pic, I'll respond. I'll go, where's your dick? Like, what are you, 10? Just to give him his ego a boost. And then I block him, you know, because it's fun. It's all fun, right? It's so nice. Dick shaming is allowed, Ooh. I think. I'm not sure. Um, so anyways, if you DM, you're going to get me. Now, most of the time I will say, if I respond, this is JD. B doesn't check it. The only way you can actually get in her inbox is if so you go to patreon.com forward slash pricey where you too. <laughs> Fuck. But anyways, for a dollar and up, our entry level tier or level is a dollar. And B does Patreon 99.9%. It's all B. So mm -hmm. anyways, here's a question that came into the DM. We did not respond to this person. I am not going to say their name because I don't want to put them in an uncomfortable spot. If you're listening, I will DM you after this and tell you it's on our podcast at the end so you know who you are. Hi, Bryce. I've just started watching your YouTube videos and I wanted to tell you I adore you. I had a question I wanted to ask, please. It's about my sister. I've started to have sexual feelings about her and I was wondering what I should do about them. I know you're the perfect person to ask. Thank you and stay awesome. Why would I be the perfect person to ask? <laughs> I don't know, but... Who else are you going to ask, I guess? So you're going to get two answers on this one. Uh, first, we'll start with... Okay, what was the question, though? Uh, question I wanted to ask, please. It's about my sister. I've started to have sexual feelings about her, and I was wondering what I should do about them. What should this guy do about his feelings that are sexual about his sister? First. Now, we don't know your <laughs> age or anything about you, really. Yeah. Don't act on them and don't <laughs> tell her um, are my first... Yeah. Wow, you can jump in anytime. <laughs> yeah, um, keep this one to you. Don't ever tell anybody at all because it will not go well for I you. I think it really, like this question honestly really depends on your age. Like, Yeah, yeah, it does. Like if you're- if you're, Are you brand new to boobs and your sister just got boobs? I, like yeah, like, if, like, you're, that, if like, you're a teenager and you're a younger teenager and maybe your sister is older than you, she's developing faster. I could understand looking and saying, damn, because, you know, as a guy, that's what we do. But- yeah, man, you can't tell your sister. It will affect your relationship. You forever. definitely can't tell. Yeah, forever. Mm -hmm. You definitely can't tell your parents. Like, as much as I hate to say it, and man, this isn't necessarily the best advice. You need to swallow this. You need to just be like, okay, you're an attractive female. <clears throat> uh, you've been genetically blessed, whatever the I fuck. I don't think this is something <laughs> that you should away. swallow. I think this is something, honestly, that needs like a professional therapist. We are not professionals, okay, disclaimer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we are I your was, internet buddies I was going with an with, opinion. <laughs> I was going with the assumption this guy's probably younger, at which point to get a therapist, you've got to go to your parents. Yeah, no, and for you sure. you got to do all that, 
all that stuff. Unless you're in school. Like, I don't know how your school was, but my school had, um, like, counselors that you can go talk to. Yeah. I, so like I don't know free. if I would have ever had the guts to do it. Maybe that's why you're the perfect person to talk to. Because this person recognizes talking to a counselor is going to be difficult. Talking to parents, whole new world. Talking yeah. to sister, oh my God. Don't talk to your friends about it. Because... Don't talk to anybody about it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe like, okay, the way we're going to handle it is different. And you did ask B's opinion. B's opinion would be go to a therapist. And that is usually what my opinion would be too. Because therapy is not a weakness. Therapy is a great, great thing. Mm-hmm. It is. Okay, just you're a strong person if you go to therapy. It's, yeah, it's not a weakness. It's not at a weakness at help. all. Anytime you can get knowledge, mm-hmm. you get power. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is is it helps you in every yeah. way, shape, and form. I say a therapist because they would have experience, you know, talking with people yeah. with the same things that you're dealing with, and they would, yeah, it just they would have so many different fixes that I couldn't even fathom for this or advice or. I don't know. Honestly, it seems like maybe something in your past, but again, we don't know anything about you. My advice, uh, obviously we're, we're almost the same exact advice as far as, you know, don't tell anybody, go seek uh, help through a therapist, whatever else. But in addition to that, I would say, and this might seem kind of odd, uh, start watching more porn. Uh, try and get your mind off of her and onto someone else. Maybe it's not her. Maybe it's, um, a blonde thing or a big booty thing or a, like whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, I think you the gotta, thing might help. You got to look at, yeah. I can't hurt. <laughs> that's a, it's a tough one, man. This is probably the hardest question we've had. It might just be had. a taboo thing. Like maybe you were raised really re- uh, reserved, really religious or something. Um, well, it's, it's so strange because like in porn, the whole taboo sister, stepsister uh, should always be stepsister in yeah, porn. Yeah, taboo that's category huge in porn, is taboo family. Thing. Yeah, and it's um, it's oh, they always set it up like a stepmom, stepsister, stepbrother because they don't want to be you know. I've seen I've seen porns that are like they don't label it stepsister. Hey, stepsister, yep. they just come into the room and it's like hey sis, whatever. Yeah, so I mean, there's like uh, there's a whole gray area for that right now. It's a huge seller in adult because it's so out there. Yeah. Anything that's out there in adult does really well. Um, so you're not alone. But this is not something that you act on in person in real life. Yeah. No, you definitely don't. You definitely yeah. don't. So anyways, guys, hopefully hopefully that helps you at all, man. Um, maybe let us know how it goes. I don't know. Uh, hopefully those of you listening are still here. If not, cool. Uh, <laughs> so this is going to go live today for our patrons in the $1 tier and up. If you're listening to this because you are on YouTube or one of our podcast uh, channels such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple, you know, etc. You could have been listening to this earlier. The one dollar isn't per podcast; it's one dollar per month, which mm-hmm. again, as B says, helps stuff. us keep the lights on and everything else. You the don't just get early podcasts for a dollar. You also get no. some sexy time videos that are too hot for social media. Yes, you get the videos that YouTube would ban us for. You get stuff like that, and B does a couple of those a month, and trust me, they are good. Thank you. They're. I just well, put one live actually. Oh, with really nice quality. Oh, that video is so nice. Looked so good. You got to go see it. It's good. Well, uh, I, I was going to do a tech video a few days ago uh, talking about the different cameras and stuff. And honestly, I just, I just decided. I, I, I had a bad day. Well, I had a really had bad a day. day. I was filming for like three, four hours. Everything was going wrong that could go wrong. Camera overheating, this, that. Finally, I just said, fuck it. No cameras for you. So uh, <laughs> later I will do a video and we'll discuss stuff. But uh, anyways, guys, that has been it. A long podcast today, 114 
No, 74 minutes long, one Dang. hour, one hour, 14 minutes long. So uh, don't forget to subscribe. If you're not one of our subscribers, uh, make sure you hit that bell icon so you get notifications when we do. Um, and subscribe, you know, you know the do whole all that thing. stuff. Well, yeah, you subscribe and then you hit the bell icon. Uh, <laughs> so that's it. If you're not on YouTube, check us out. Brycey.tv is a shortcut or you can go to YouTube.com forward slash Our Bella Life. Yes. And as always, we'd love to see you on Patreon.com slash Brycey. Yes. And starting very soon, maybe not next week, but the week after, we're going to start doing podcasts with calls and stuff because we bought a new soundboard oh. that makes life a lot easier. It is the Rode Roadcaster Pro is what it's called. <laughs> it doesn't say anything on it. I'm like, it's the road. Yes, we'd love to know from you guys um, how our sound is, how the video is. All, yeah, let us all know. the feedback is very welcome. Yeah, and if, if there is somebody you want us to feature on our podcast, uh, let us know who they are, but also let them know that they should be on our podcast. And who knows? Maybe we can hook something up. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, guys. I uh, hope you, you have week. a good weekend uh, or week ahead of you, depending when you're listening to this. Yeah. See ya.